Welcome to the Wedding Obsessed Podcast designed to help you plan your dream day. I'm your host, Adriana, and each week I'm joined by the wedding industry's top professionals, celebs, influencers, and friends who share tips, trends, advice, and mistakes they've made so you don't have to. This is the Prenup Podcast. A few weeks ago, I had a guest on the podcast that I really love. Her name's Michaeleen of Queen Bee Design Studio. You probably know her socials, but we were talking about this trend that a lot of brides have developed. And it's the fact that a lot of couples no longer want a bridal party. And my prediction was that in the next five years, bridal parties are not going to exist, at least least in the sense that they always have. But I know that for a lot of couples, that's not realistic. So I put a clip out online of me saying, you know, oh, these bridal parties, you know, in the next five years, they're not going to exist. And so many people were gung-ho, like, yeah, I didn't do a bridal party or I'm not doing a bridal party. I'm a 2024 bride. Let's go, whatever. But there were a lot of people who were a little bit more skeptical. So there's three sectors of brides. There's one, the brides who are not having a bridal party and no ifs, ands, or buts, they're just not doing it. There's sect number two, the brides who don't want to have a bridal party, but it's easier said on an online format than done in real life because we fortunately have people in our lives who we love and love us and are really excited for our wedding and, and to be a part of that and to inform them that they are not going to be a part of your wedding would be a huge dagger. And a lot of people talk about online, you know, oh, it's your day. You should do what you want. And I get on the bandwagon with that sometimes with some things, but as many of you will be able to relate to, that is just not always realistic. There are friends, family, people who have been dreaming of being a bridesmaid in your wedding that if you told them that they weren't going to be, they would be absolutely crushed. And for many brides, that feeling of almost betrayal, even though it's not betrayal, it feels like it is to them because you're really letting them down. And on a day where you feel like maybe they would be really excited for you, maybe they're not because they feel ousted for some reason. So rather than not having a bridal party as you you wish you would, um, you do just have one, which I this might be controversial, but I don't knock you at all for that. I, I probably would not have done a bridal party myself, but it was an obligation. I, I'm so happy that I did because it worked out for the best. But as you might be realizing or as you might realize wherever you are in your planning journey, having a bridal party adds a layer of planning, timelines, logistics that don't really exist without a bridal party because planning a wedding is so difficult in and of itself, but having that bridal party on top of it and making sure everyone is where they need to be and has what they need to have, um, it really does add a lot of planning to the plate. So for your own ease, it might be important, but for your enjoyment, you might not want to go that route. So again, there are these three sects of people. There are people who want bridesmaids, There are people who don't want bridesmaids but are going to have them anyway. And there are people who are just absolutely not going to have bridesmaids. But today I wanted to do an episode on 
just bridesmaids transparency. So this episode is going to be dedicated more to the people who are having a bridal party for whatever reason, whether they want to or not. Um, I want to talk about today, I was going to do a short video, but I had so much to say that I said, why don't we just make this a solo podcast episode, which I usually don't do, but I have the Saturday to myself and I thought it would be a good thing to do. And I will do another episode just dedicated to people who aren't doing a bridal party because I had an episode of the podcast that's already live with Rhode Island wedding planner Ariana Capali. She's very, very well known. She has unbelievable work and gave really great advice on the episode. I would encourage you to listen to it. But one of the things that she brought up in the episode was the fact that when you don't have a bridal party, there are a lot of things that you don't think of, such as, well, who's who are you going to hand the flowers off to during ceremony? Things like that. So I want to dive deep into that and do a full episode about what to expect when you don't have a bridal party and how to pivot there. But today we are going to be talking about batshit bridesmaids who we love and batshit brides too, because you know it goes both ways with brides and bridesmaids. Uh, it's not one-sided as some may think or feel during the process. When it comes to bridesmaids, there are a lot of people who feel that their role that day is to show up and their presence is the present and they need to contribute no effort, time, energy, any of that stuff to the wedding day. And on the other hand, there are brides who feel that their bridesmaids should be spending thousands of dollars, all of their PTO, be at their beck and call. So I wanted to just lay out there expectations of bridesmaids, both on the bridesmaid side and both on the bride side today. Because I think there is a lot of confusion, especially as it's so varying. Only you as a bride are going to know what you expect of your bridesmaids. But sometimes I think that is a little bit skewed because you might have friends who had bridesmaids who really just went over the top above and beyond. And maybe they had the means and the time and the energy to do that. And maybe you're in a little bit of a different situation. So it's not one size fit all, but I think this is a really good guide to having your expectations be realistic so that no one is disappointed on either side. Is that fair? So we're going to go through all of the duties of a bridesmaid. And then on the other flip side, bleh, <laughs> we're going to go through all the duties of a bridesmaid. And on the flip side, we're going to go through the duties of the bride when it comes to the bridesmaid's duties. You'll see where I'm going. But we are going to start with the very first duty, which is the duty of transparency. And this starts at the very, very beginning. So uh, just before we get into it, for brides listening, if you want to pass this along to any of your bridesmaids or maybe a maid of honor just to, to send to the group, um, or maybe, you know, you're not, you haven't asked your friends to be bridesmaids yet and you want to subtly send this their way, it's definitely beneficial for everyone. If you are going to be a bridesmaid or if you plan on ever being a bridesmaid, you think you'll ever be asked, or if you're a bride, this is a really good episode to listen to, I promise. So let's get back to the first duty, which is transparency. So when a bride 
asks a friend to be in their wedding. It is the duty of that friend to be really upfront with a bride about where she stands in life and whether she can meet the expectations of that bride for the wedding day. Now, of course, this can be a little bit awkward. Someone's asking you to be in their wedding and your first answer is going to be, yes, it's like being proposed to, you know, like someone's down on one knee and they're being vulnerable and they're telling you they love you and they're asking you to make this big commitment. What are you just going to like say no upfront? But I think, you know, in that initial phase, when you are asked to be a bridesmaid, we'll save the engagement topic for another time. But when you're asked to be a bridesmaid, be honest with yourself first and foremost. Okay. If it's a total shock to you, you might be like, oh my gosh, what do I do? But you might have an inkling if a friend has gotten engaged that they might be asking you, especially if they set up something elaborate or, you know, maybe a dinner that they wouldn't have typically planned. You think, you know, that bridesmaid proposal is coming. Just, just have it prepared to have that conversation with them. You need to be upfront about whether you have the funds, whether you have the time and whether life is just allowing you to, to make this commitment, because depending on how long the engagement is, you might be committing yourself to up to, you know, two, two and a half years. It might not seem like it's that big of a deal to be a bridesmaid, but it really is. And we'll go through some of the duties as well, but that first one is going to be transparency. So one of the more awkward areas to talk about is money. And let's just face it. Money's one of those things people don't want to talk about. So if you have a friend who you know, maybe is a little bit bougie and she's asking you to be a bridesmaid, it can't hurt to ask, okay, well, what am I, what are you looking for me to contribute to this monetarily? And this is all about how you're going to say it. It's not what you say ever. It's how you say it. So if you make it this big, awkward thing, it's going to be awkward. But if you are genuinely excited for your friend and you truly are honored to have been asked to be a bridesmaid, that let that shine through first and have that moment and, you know, really bask in the enjoyment because it is about your friend and her being engaged and getting married. But you also want to say, listen, I, I know you and your standard and I love that you're you're chic, you're fabulous, you want things to be at a certain level. I want to make sure that I'm not disappointing you in any respects because I've maybe fallen on some hard times or maybe, you know, got myself into some debt that I'm trying to crawl my way out of. And I don't know that I'm going to be able to spend $500 on a bridesmaid dress or $2,000 on a bachelorette party or another $250 on a a gift for just your shower alone on top of the travel and accommodations for your wedding, this and that, because, you know, you'll want to be a part of the day in some capacity, but can you meet the expectations of the bride? So just be really tactful about how you say it. That's the important thing. That's number one. And if this person is your friend, I mean, they're asking you to be a bridesmaid. Hello. They're either going to be so understanding of one, your vulnerability, and two, your position that you're in. Um, or they're going to say, totally, totally get it. 
I still want you to be a part of the day, even if it's not as a bridesmaid. You know, I want you at the wedding. I want you to be there in whatever way you contribute, whether you're as a bridesmaid or not. So, you know, hopefully you're dealing with someone who's rational. If you're not, you know, we're going to get to that because we're going to get to the bride side of that as well. But just having that open conversation up front will not only strengthen your friendship, but it's going to open this door of vulnerability because maybe your girlfriend seems a certain way, but maybe she's really stressed about money. She has no one to talk to about it. And she'd be like, oh my God, girl, I am in the same boat. Like I, let's talk about this, you know, separately from the whole bridal party conversation. Cause I am stressed about how I'm going to pay for this goddamn wedding when I am up to my eyeballs and student loans or whatever. Now I will say this, there's another layer of awkwardness when it's just simply a choice of yours not to be in the wedding. So let me explain. If you are a girl who takes frequent vacations and you always have a new Chanel, you're getting your manicure every two weeks, you're getting your quarterly facial, you are going out to dinner five times a week, but you tell a girlfriend that you don't have the money and or time to be a bridesmaid, it is going to feel personal. And that's because it kind of is. But at the end of the day, <laughs> you you might really work hard and be very diligent about your money and save things in a certain respect. Maybe you've been saving for the last you know, six months to take a trip to Japan and Europe and South Africa all in one year. And you are trying to have a baby next year. So it's really important that you do it this year. As awkward as it is to be upfront, just say, I, listen, I have a certain lifestyle and I have goals that I am trying to meet and I, I want to be supportive of you and I don't want to fall short in my responsibilities and what I feel that you deserve. But if you really feel that you should not be in the bridal party, you will end up disappointing the bride. So Instead of yes, yes, yesing, hoping something changes, just, just be upfront. Being honest is going to be the best thing. So that goes for duty number one, the duty of transparency. Now let's go to the flip side. Let's go to bride. A lot of times it comes down to what a person can contribute to your wedding in time, energy, and money. So be that bride, be that crazy people people talk about on TikTok who have the spreadsheets and whatnot, I'll actually make a spreadsheet for you and I'll make it editable and printable so that you can give a range of what your bridesmaids should expect to spend because it might seem crazy and they might laugh about it behind your back. But at the end of the day, it's better to be tacky in that regard, for lack of a better word, than people all upset with you and you know, not able to buy the dress that you want them to buy or go to the bachelorette party where you want them to go. So really, it, it goes with everything in life, but it's really important here as well to just be upfront, be honest. Be honest. Laugh about it. Take take the piss out of it. It doesn't have to be so serious. Like, I am the freaking bridezilla and you know, what I say goes, you can be like, I know it's crazy, but I love you. This is what I'm expecting. You can't meet it. Then 
either I want you to still be in the bridal party in whatever capacity you can be, or I still want you to be at the wedding and celebrate with us in any capacity that you can, but maybe being a bridesmaid isn't going to be the best path for us to go down. But on either side, we're talking friendships here. Like I mentioned at the beginning, so many people are just not even doing bridal parties. And it's not because they don't love and adore their friends. It's because it's just another layer and factor of planning that would be easier without a quote unquote formal bridal party. So if I could impart another piece of advice in this whole transparency thing, I would say to both brides and potential bridesmaids, please do not take anything personally if someone cannot contribute to the bridal party or be a bridesmaid or maybe if someone doesn't ask you. I'll just give you an example of when I was choosing my own bridal party. I have two very, very dear friends that are just as close to me as some of the people that I had in my bridal party. But one of them I didn't put in because she had two little babies and I knew it was going to be really difficult for her. And I knew that she wasn't going to be able to possibly be able to attend all of the surrounding bridal things. So I just didn't want to make it more difficult for her. I asked her daughter to be a flower girl and that, that sufficed like, there was no lost love there. There was no offense taken. She is still one of my dearest friends. Another one of my beautiful, fabulous friends, I knew she didn't want to be a bridesmaid. I, she hates anything traditional. She is the anti-bride herself. She just got married. And my favor to her was not being a bridesmaid. And she was so happy. She got to wear exactly what she wanted. She looked fabulous. So it, just because you're not asking someone to be a bridesmaid does not mean that you love them any less. Circumstances are different. So let's leave that there for the duty of transparency. Next duty is going to be about the bridal shower. So as a bridesmaid, it is going to be your duty to assist either the maid of honor or whoever is hosting the bridal shower to plan, to budget for that. So you might be a contributor as far as money is concerned to the bridal shower or maybe a conjoined bridesmaid's gift. Bridal showers look very different for all kinds of people. And in my opinion, they're not always necessary. They're kind of one of those things. It's like you check off the box. You have it because you attended this person's or maybe your mom or your aunt really wants you to have one. If you don't want to have one, don't do it. But let's get back to bridesmaids. So when we're picking a date for the bridal shower, you need to look at your year or years ahead, depending on when the wedding is, because your social calendar is really going to kind of revolve around this wedding in some capacities. But not only is it going to include, you know, money, energy, effort, but it's also going to include time. So you're going to have to spend time, you know, getting invitations ready and place cards and decor and looking at venues to set up and maybe helping the bride with registry. There's a lot that goes into the shower aspect of it. And it sounds like a little bit grueling when I say it that way, but it is so fun. If you are, you've chosen to be a bridesmaid, you've been asked and you have accepted the honor. Look at this through the lens of one of your, the dearest people in your life is going to be celebrating 
one of the most exciting things to ever happen to them. So just get on the train, get on board and enjoy it and have those conversations with the rest of the bridesmaids and maid of honor about what it looks like as far as money is concerned. This is a huge thing that actually, now that we're talking about the maid of honor slash bridesmaids interaction, I'm going to harken back to that duty of transparency. So when a bridesmaid and a bride are having a conversation potentially about money, that's where that should end. A bridesmaid should not have to tell a maid of honor, especially a maid of honor that she doesn't necessarily know very well that her financial situation cannot meet the expectations of shower, etc. So when a bride and a bridesmaid have that conversation about the expectations, it's the bride's duty to relay that to maid of honor. Say, hey, listen, Jenny, maid of honor, uh, Carol, bridesmaid, she's not in a position where she can just blow, you know, 500, 1,000 plus on the bridal shower. So when we're planning things, take that into consideration. Let's come up with, with a plan for that together so that it's not awkward because I'm not expecting her to put up X amount of dollars. And I know that sounds maybe unfair to other bridesmaids. If someone's putting something up, someone else, everyone should be held to the same standard. Like just because someone told you that their financial situation isn't great and someone else didn't doesn't mean that someone else isn't also in a bad situation. So be reasonable or direct your maid of honor to be reasonable when asking for money, really, when it comes down to it. Because it can be it can be really, really uncomfortable. But I will say, let's just go back to the whole bridal shower thing. It should never be a demand of maid of honor when it comes to money. It should always be a request and it should always be one of those things where it's like, hey girls, what are we comfortable with? Text me outside the group and let me know a range. Or you do a freaking survey monkey. Get the survey monkey up, people. Come on. As a maid of honor, you should be asking bridesmaids where they're comfortable as far as money is concerned or, you know, as far as time, effort, money is concerned. This could go on forever. So I think I'm going to leave that whole conversation about like money, time, and all that stuff there because it's so layered, but I think the transparency is really the crux of that. Okay, let's go back to shower. So let's get into the positives. You're going to be planning guest lists. You're going to be planning menu. You're going to be planning venue. You're going to be planning decor. You know, if you can refrain from games, unless they're really, really fun, uh, try to refrain as much as possible, but don't do games for the sake of games. Like do it because it's going to be really funny or memorable or sentimental to the bride to be, but you should assist the maid of honor in how can I help? What, what can I do? And, or here's what I'm really good at. Here are my strengths. I, I make killer centerpieces. I am just, I have a really crafty eye. Uh, Let me help with the centerpieces. Great, fabulous. But it is your duty to be a part of the bridal shower. And it's also your duty to be there. So just remember that when you're making your social engagements for the foreseeable future, you have to have certain weekends available. Don't plan a trip every weekend because you're going to have to be available for bachelorette and bridal shower. You just, you just are. And 
for brides when it comes to bridal shower expectations. I hear a lot of brides say when it comes to the shower, oh, you guys do whatever you want and I don't care, whatever. No, don't say that unless that is God's honest truth and you really trust your girls with your life. If you have something, let's say you saw a tea party bridal shower on Instagram and you're like, that's adorable. I would love something like that. Mention that. Mention that to the girls. Say it. Like, It doesn't have to be verbatim your Pinterest board, but it can have elements that you would like. It should be a reflection of you. And maybe a tea party is not something that your girls would ever expect of you. Maybe you're, you know, more of a sporty spice and they might be shocked by that, but you're in your bridal era and you want to be girly and fun. And that's just one example, but don't hold back on what you actually want. And yes, of course, you don't want to be a control freak and be wild when people are trying to do something nice for you, but you can still have it be somewhat of a surprise and somewhat exciting to you while giving your input on what you actually want. So two examples of this. One, I was maid of honor in two weddings. One was for my sister. And when she was getting married, I was also her planner. So things were very much more cut and dry with that. She told me exactly what she wanted. Not only was I maid of honor, but I was also planner. So it it really worked out well. And I was able to bring the vision that she wanted to life while still incorporating surprises and things like that for her. But I had a very clear vision because we were doing all the planning together. Then I was also made of honor for my best friend and Ashi did have certain requests for her shower. She didn't want anything rustic. There were, there were things that she was specific about. At the time of Ashy shower, the boho disco trend was on the cusp. So she was like right on the forefront of that. And she let me know that was what she liked. And actually so funny, I was fucking with her. I had this pink mason jar. I think I got it as a, a christening favor at one time, but it was this mason jar that was spray painted pink and it was tied in a glitter ribbon and it had these little dangly charms hanging from it. And that is just so not ashy. She's very like clean lines and very relaxed in style. Like I would not ever say glitzy is her style. So I, I find this old mason jar and I send her a picture of it and I go, just made 55 of these for the shower. What do you think? And she's like, oh honey, I love them. I'm like, Ashley, I'm fucking with you. Like, obviously you would hate this. And she was like, oh my God, I just let out the biggest sigh of relief. I was so worried that they were going to be at my shower. And that's just her way. She's like, she's such a people pleaser and she's so non-confrontational. So even to me, she wouldn't be like, you got to fucking get rid of those. But, um, it was, it just made me laugh, but I knew exactly what she wanted. So I didn't, I didn't stray far from that, but I still incorporated things that, uh, you know, we thought that she would like her whole bridal party was so instrumental in bringing the vision to life. And it was very much a cohesive effort. Everyone was very much on board. So that's, that's the thing. You're all going toward the same goal. You're all on the same team. Don't be competitive with each other. Just, I was so grateful that everyone was so ready and willing to help. And that we also 
knew where we were going. We had, we had some vision. Okay. Duty number three, this is going to be the planning of the bachelorette party. Very similar to planning of the bridal shower, except way more fun. But when it comes to the bachelorette party, a couple things might differ. So as bridesmaid, you are 100% expected to be at the bridal shower short of, you know, a God forbid, knock on wood, family disaster or emergency where, you know, there are some people who maybe they're across the country and they're coming home for the week of the wedding and they just can't make it work for the shower, whatever. But typically 99% of the time, you're a bridesmaid, you're expected to be at the shower. Not every bridesmaid can make the bachelorette party, especially if it is a destination bachelorette party, which a lot of people shit on, but I am here to say, I want to introduce you, if you don't already know, to one of my favorite brands, which is Bella Rosa Clutches. They're evening and bridal bags, and they're absolutely gorgeous. You might have seen one Miss Kelly Clarkson on the red carpet recently wearing one, uh, one Miss Meryl Streep, Lupita Nyong'o, just gorgeous, fabulous women all across award season repping these fabulous bag. So they're not only great for your wedding day, but they'll last you your whole life. They are Italian made. Again, you can customize them to your liking and you will always have these. You can gift them to mother of the bride or mother of the groom. And it's really beautiful keepsake, not just in sentimental value with the customization, I have a link for Bella Rosa for 10% off with the prenup code. And if you just click that link, uh, you're not even going to have to enter the code. It's just going to take you right there to get that 10% off. So it's a nice little perk of being a prenup listener, baby. Okay, let's get back into the episode. There's nothing quite as exhilarating as a gal's trip, in my opinion. So we can do another episode that gets a little more granular on the actual planning expectations, preparations, and necessities for bridal shower and or bachelorette party if we want to split it up to two because these are things that, you know, we could talk about forever and ever, amen. Your duty is going to be not just attending the bachelorette party, but also contributing to it. Let's get some themes on deck. Let's plan out the decor. What are we doing as far as itinerary, meals, activities? What are we doing as far as drinks in the house? What are the sleeping arrangements because that can be a really awkward thing as well if you're someone in the bridal party who knows everyone pretty well this is definitely going to be a one a role that you'll want to take on because it can get awkward when people have to be roomed up together so you can kind of be you know that bridge to who will be best suited as roommates but it's not just attending it's the same thing as the wedding you're not just there to show up this goes for bridal shower as well you are a planner you are an assistant so to speak, of the maid of honor or the person planning. So just be open and available. Even if you can't attend, let's say you can't attend the bachelorette party, you should still be contributing in some fashion as far as the planning goes, or maybe it's not in your budget to send, you know, a round of drinks to everyone, or maybe it is. And that's a really great thing to do if you can't attend. But even sending 
a note or something special to the the bride, like, hey, I'm there with you in spirit. And then when she gets home, maybe you guys go for pedicures or a movie night at your place. Like, it's so important for the bridesmaid to kind of make a little bit of a big deal out of the bachelorette party because even though unless you're having kids right away, nothing is really going to change. But you are on this cusp of going to the next stage of life as a bride. So it feels like, okay, I am in my single life and now I'm in my married life. And there are priorities that are going to take precedence when your friend gets married. She's going to have to attend all of the in-law parties and she might start to try to have kids, things like that. So just cherish this time together. Try to celebrate The Bachelorette in any way that you can. And as far as brides, as far as your expectations for a bachelorette party go, now, I know I said, you know, speak up and be honest about where you want to go. If you want to go to Scottsdale, not date the musters, you know, let that be known. I don't think that you should have to scale back within reason. Everyone's situation is different. But realistically, even when it comes to destination bachelor parties, you might not be and or your bridesmaids tonight might not be in the position to do that there's nothing wrong with that you can still have a fucking fabulous bachelorette party without going to a destination i'll tell you what one of my dearest girlfriends elisa we went to fort lauderdale for her bachelorette party and we planned this awesome the bachelor themed bachelorette and we went out a couple nights and we had our last night in Fort Lauderdale, we had it all set up with like a dinner and whatever. And, you know, we're we're 30 and we had just gone out two nights in a row. And that works years ago for some of us. And some of us it still works for, but it doesn't work for everyone anymore and certainly doesn't work for Elise. So Elisa says to us before we go out, she's like, would anyone hate it if instead of going out, we ordered um, ice cream and watched Princess Diaries? And we're all like, uh yeah you read our minds we had the fucking best night ever except for you know maybe a couple people who were really looking forward to going out i'm just saying if you want to just have like a girls in sleepover or you know a, a dinner out like there is no shame in that you don't have to take a trip if that is not your nature so don't feel pressured to do that but within reason like be honest about what you actually want to do with your bachelorette party because it's for you. It's an honor of you and everyone there wants it to be a great experience for you. So if there's something you really do or don't want, just sorry. Okay, duty number three of bridesmaids is attire. I understand that your dresses might not always be the most gorgeous, unfortunately. I have worn some that I wouldn't have chosen for myself. But when you agree to be a bridesmaid, you in some capacities are agreeing to be agreeable. This is not your day. This is the bride's day. And hopefully, you know, your girlfriend who's getting married is not evil and doesn't want to dress you in something horrific. I know personally that the dresses that I didn't love, it was not because the bride didn't want the bridesmaids to look good. That was just what she liked and what went with the theme. And it's not that everything didn't look beautifully. We weren't eyesores. It's just something I wouldn't pick. But when it comes to the bride choosing the attire, you got to go along with it. I mean, I get that maybe you have an enormous chest and the bride is choosing something that's maybe a V-neck and it's going to be a lot of clavage that you're not really comfortable with. Maybe you say that to her and just say, listen, I 
don't want to be the problem here, but would it be okay if I had, you know, a piece that I'm getting hemmed, like the sheer part, the top? Can we, can I have that sewn in so that my cleavage isn't showing? Like, it's not that you don't like it. It's that you're not comfortable if there really is a big issue. But if you are comfortable in your body and you just don't like it, you got to just shut up. Unfortunately, it's, it is not about you. It is not your day. And when you said yes to being a bridesmaid, you agreed to this. And a lot of people might shit on me for saying this, but I have something to say to the brides as well. Brides, when it comes to choosing your bridesmaids attire, let them have a say. Let them pick. Do not pick the scene dress for everyone. It is not realistic. Not everyone has the scene body type. Not everyone looks the scene in the scene dress. And also, it looks kind of ridiculous for 10 grown women to be waltzing up an aisle in the scene dress like their children. And that might have been your dream your whole life and you will not stray from that. And that is the one thing that you're really just going to put your foot down. It's my wedding and I really want the bridesmaid's dress to have this. Okay, well, maybe we need to ask ourselves why this is so imperative that this specific thing that you're not wearing must be your way. But if you really have a good reason when it comes down to it, Try to pick something that could potentially be flattering for all people. It's not heinous color. Um, maybe you'll be generous and at least give a couple options. So maybe the same color dress, but in a couple different styles. And then you have the bridesmaids choose from those styles. So your girls, like, you know your girlfriends. And we as women, we're confident and we like to feel good, but we can also be a little bit self-conscious, especially when a lot of eyes are on us. And all the eyes are going to be on the bride for the wedding. But bridal party is a place of honor. People are going to see them. People are going to be looking at them. And it's your duty as a friend or family member to these girls to allow them to feel comfortable in their skin. Why why wouldn't you want them to feel good and to look good? It It doesn't make sense. And it's really not up to you whether they do or don't feel good because you're not them. So just think about it in the other way. Maybe you're saying, well, I was bridesmaid and I never put my thought. Well, yeah, that's that's what I just said. Like, you really shouldn't put up a fight about it. But just think about, like, would I want to wear this? Or would I want to wear something that made me just look like shit? So if you are gung-ho on picking something that is the same, just be really mindful. Ask, ask the bridesmaids about it. Send them different options. And then if there's a 99% consensus then that this is the great dress, then there's no problems there. But why not ask for opinions? That's something that you know, it's one less thing you have to think about if you get their opinion, give them options and see what they liked. That's all I'm going to say about bridesmaids dresses for now. Let's go to the next duty, which is going to be periodic check-ins. So periodic check-ins from bridesmaids is really underrated. Just reaching out to the bride to say, how you doing? How can I, how can I help you? How can I be a service? You have no idea what a long way it goes for anyone to really just be asked, like, how are you? And especially during wedding planning, there's so much on your plate and on your mind that someone reaching out and at least extending their thoughts or better yet, their assistance in planning can be huge. This doesn't have to be a full-time job either. I mean, you can check in with the bride once every other week. You know what a long way that would go. She would be so grateful to that. But just think about what you're good at. Okay, am I crafty? Am I organized? Am I chic? Offer things that you can help with because a bride might not know what she doesn't know. Like you could say, oh, well, how can I be of help? And she might be like, I don't 
fucking now. But if you've been in a wedding before, or even if you haven't, like think about what your strengths are. So maybe you are a really organized person. Like, hey, did you want me to put a timeline together for the morning of for hair and makeup and, you know, logistics of getting from A to B? Like offer those services. And that might, a bride might want you to do that or that might pique something else that she might really want from you and she didn't know she needed so when you can bridesmaids check in offer to help it's really important and then let's go to the flip side let's go to brides so brides don't be embarrassed or shy to ask for help and when your bridesmaids check in or whether they do or don't they 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 did sign up for this duty to to be of assistance within reason you know ask ask them for help and same thing you might be thinking to yourself well what can i ask them for help with like i have to do xyz just because someone is helping doesn't mean they're the final decision maker like you are you're the boss here someone helping you with something does not necessarily mean that they're going to be that final decision maker and everything's going to go awry like they're still going to consult with you so if you are a little bit of control freak there's nothing wrong with that, by the way. That means that you're efficient and you get shit done. So don't take offense to the term control freak. That's not how I mean it. I just mean that it's okay, even if you find yourself to be a really chic person. If you have a lot on your plate, if you have another chic friend, say, hey, do, would you want to help me get a tire together for the groomsmen? You know, I, I want them to be have a cohesive look and my fiance doesn't really have the best eye for these things. Like maybe they would want to help with that. So get on board with that. But let's say you are a ride who's a little bit of control freak, but you just don't know what you don't know and you don't know how to let people help you. I have a whole list for you of things that your bridesmaids can do. Let's start with finding shoes and accessories for you and or the other bridesmaids. Now, again, you're going to have final say on this. So don't worry if you don't love the stuff. Like you don't have to go with what your bridesmaids are suggesting, but for someone to kind of give you options, it might get your wheels start turning or you might love what they pick. Another thing, helping with groomsmen attire like we talked about. Having a bridesmaid make a hair and makeup timeline for the morning of. Having a bridesmaid be in charge of ordering slash coordinating breakfast for the morning of. Being the wrangler. This is my favorite. So the role of the wrangler, if you don't know what this is, the wrangler is your bridesmaid who is, for lack of a better word, the loudmouth of the group. The one who is not afraid to piss people off. The one who is going to get shit done at all costs. And I know that you already have that girl in mind or guy whoever you're thinking of, that is your wrangler. So this person is responsible for the surrounding events and the day of for getting people where they need to be. Oh, groomsman John was seen canoodling with one of the guests during cocktail and we need him for photos. Wrangler, that's your duty. You go get John. Like that's the role of the day. Like we can't find stepdad. He's up at the buffet. Go get stepdad. If the photographer is really talented, but maybe is a little more meek and is having trouble getting everyone together, Wrangler lets out that loud whistle and gets everyone in, in one place. So we all have a Wrangler in our life. That is one thing that a bridesmaid can do. Um, they can make your bathroom baskets or help you with that. They can coordinate your transportation. They can make a day of playlist. They can make sure no one is bothering you on the day for too long. So maybe Aunt Sally has overstayed her welcome and she's starting to talk to you about, you know, her job and the stress of her marriage. And you're just trying to get where you need to go and be respectful of her. But it is your wedding day. You have someone 
who is looking out for you to grab you. They need you for for photos. Sorry, Aunt Sally, I'm going to have to steal her. That's a job in and of itself. Someone to carry your purse with your lipstick, hairspray, bobby pins, etc. for photos. I can name a million of these. So if you want more, just uh, let me know and I will I will supply you with these. But there are unlimited amount of jobs before, during, and after the wedding. Someone to keep an eye on your wedding cards. So especially in the Northeast, people are going to get mostly monetary gifts. In the South, it's it's not really the same. You're going to get more you know, physical gifts. But someone has to be responsible for taking those gifts from A to B and making sure that nothing is lost in transit. So that's a really big role. That's for like your mom friend, your like really responsible friend. I actually assigned that role to our mom of the group, my Yaffe Jones. And I think I didn't tell her until that day or like that moment. I was like, oh, I want you to take the the cards. The look on her face was, I wish I had told her earlier because she was, she took it very seriously and she was very concerned. She was not, you know, upset or mad um, or even if she was, she didn't let me know, but she was like a woman on a mission. She was going to get these cards safely because she was responsible for for all the money that was gifted to us at the wedding. So sorry, Steph. I love you so much. Okay. Next duty is going to come to the hair and makeup of the day. So this is an awkward one too, but bridesmaids once you confirm that you will be getting your hair and or makeup done with a bride, she is going to schedule a person or people, group of people, business to execute that job. So at that point where you say yes, a contract is being signed. They're expecting that money. So you really can't go back on it then unless you are willing to pay whether you're having it done or not. So it is up to you to ask up front, who is this person? So you can look into them um, or people, hair and makeup. And what is the cost? Because you have to see whether that is feasible to you. So if you either don't like the hair and makeup person or it's out of your price range, there are a couple of things you can do. You definitely want to tell the bride this. And again, it comes back to not what you say, but how you say it. You can say to them, hey, there is... A girl always does my hair and makeup for events. And I always love it. I'm very comfortable with her. She like she knows my face and my complexion. I just want to focus on being comfortable so that I can be there for you the whole day and not be like worried about how I look. I just want to be present for you on the day. Who's going to argue with that? Like if one of my girlfriends said that to me, I'd be like, oh, honey, yes, I, absolutely. That it, That is such a, a sweet thing to think. And that is genuine because if you... Have your hair or makeup done if you've ever been a bridesmaid. And hopefully you haven't, but most of us who've been a bridesmaid have been there where we have our hair or makeup done and we look in the mirror and we are unrecognizable. We look fucking crazy like a drag queen or worse. And it's all we think about. And once you hate the way you look, it is all you can think about on that day. So avoid that. If you don't like this person's work, do not sign up to have your hair and or makeup done. Or maybe you do a fabulous job yourself. Ask the bride if it's okay if you do it yourself. And now let's go to the flip side. Brides, do not be butthurt if someone does not want to get their hair or makeup done by the person you've hired. Maybe it's a cousin or a family friend of yours and you're really proud of their work and you love it and it's good enough for you for your wedding day. So why shouldn't it be good enough for the bridesmaids? It's not like that. So everyone's everyone's face is different. Everyone's style of makeup is different. I know for myself, 
I used to love a full-on drag glam with the lashes and the liner on the lips and well, everything like caked on. I used to love it. I thought it was like I was looking great. And then I hit a certain point where I was like, I don't look good like that. And a lot of the makeup artists that were being hired for weddings that I was in, that was more their style. And it, I'm not going to say like they do a bad job or their style. It's just, it's not what looks good on me. And then I'm sitting there being self-conscious on a day where I should be present for the bride. That's why I'm there. So you might love a certain style of hair or makeup, but your bridesmaid might not feel comfortable in it. It's the same thing with the dress. Like just because you love it doesn't mean that they'll love the way they look and it is their face, their body. So I would just recommend like, hey, I'm offering this service to anyone who wants it. Let me know a number and I need to know the number now. This is how much it costs. If anyone wants to use their own person or have someone come in, they are so welcome to do that. If you want to do your own makeup, as long as you're good at it, then we're Gucci. That's fine. You worry about the way you want to look, right? Don't worry about your ego when it comes to the way your bridesmaids are looking. Like, get, you want them to look beautiful and that's all that matters. And if they feel beautiful, they'll look beautiful. So if that means not using your people for hair and makeup who are going to make you look fucking fabulous, by the way. That's okay. That is okay. Just think about it. Oh, and brides, another thing that I highly recommend. This is one of my biggest tips for people. So morning of, right, you typically will give your bridesmaids a little token, a gift, you know, something or other. And more times than I care for, that happens to be either a nighty or a robe or pajamas or slippers or something that says bridesmaid on it and no one needs that like after your wedding no one wants to be parading around in something that says bridesmaids it's just not accurate to to their day-to-day role anymore and it's a souvenir but it's like okay well what are we gonna do with it so instead of gifting your bridesmaids something that they really don't necessarily want or need if you can Gift them hair and or makeup if they want it done or a portion of it, depending on, you know, what your budget looks like. But that is huge because for some people, that might be the deciding factor of whether they're getting their hair or makeup done and you might really want them to do that. So if it's in your power, I, that is like my biggest tip. Don't give your bridesmaids something physical that is just going to end up in goodwill. Gift them hair and makeup. And then... Let's get to the next duty. I don't even know what number we're on. I think this is this is six or seven. But bridesmaids, during wedding week, make yourself as socially free as possible. Do not make lots of plans that week. Don't plan a vacation the week before if you can help it. If it's just for leisure, I know you know sometimes people have to travel for work or for family or other, but. Try not to plan any trips that week. Don't schedule any elective surgeries that week. If we're thinking of, you know, taking your long, luscious hair into a pixie cut, maybe that can also wait until after the wedding. Any major life changes that you can help, don't do them during the wedding week. It is it is your duty as a bridesmaid to just be available to the bride that week should she need you for something or even just as emotional support. Don't take on anything that will require you to have emotional support if you can help it because you really just want to be there for the bride. It's a really, really stressful 
week for her. If you can, if it is open in your schedule, I know bridesmaids, you're going to have to take off or cut out early for things like rehearsal dinner or welcome dinner or maybe you're traveling. So you have to take a couple of days off from work. I, I totally get it. So maybe you might not be available all week at the bride's back and call. But as much as you can, let the bride know, hey, I'm here Tuesday night. You know, I'm cutting out of work at five. I can come over. I can help you with this. I can I can steam robes. I can steam dresses. I can practice your vows with you. I can do X, Y, Z. Let the bride know how you can help because I'll tell you what, let's go to brides. Brides, you are, you're not going to know what to do with yourself this week. Unfortunately, it's just one of those things. Nothing can quite prepare you for the stress of wedding week unfortunately i don't want to scare you i'm sure you've heard this before if you have any friends or family members who've gotten married but wedding week is just really stressful so advice to you your duty as a bride to your bridesmaids and everyone around you and yourself keep protein bars in your purse or car because it sounds crazy for many of us who who love to eat and, and don't skip meals, I I live to eat. I don't eat to live. But I'm telling you, you are wedding week. You will forget to eat and you will be cranky and pissed and irritable. And you're not going to know why. And you might take it out on bridesmaids or loved ones. So you don't want to do that. You want to be, you know, there's enough stress. So one, eat. Drink a lot of water. Just keeping yourself hydrated is always a good idea. But especially your wedding week, it's going to make you of more sound mind and it'll make you look better. It'll make you feel better. Just keep on chugging that water. Things are going to pop up that week. And when your bridesmaids offer to help, which they definitely should, take them up on it. Take anyone up on the help. Anything to relieve your stress, like just do it. And bridesmaids, remember just this one week, just this one week, it's not about you. Just make it about the bride. Be selfless. I promise you it'll go such a long way. And then final duties are going to be day of. So number one, the most important thing for bridesmaids to remember, day of. Be on time. Even the smallest alteration in timeline change could set off the entire day. So I'll tell you another little fun story. My Ashi, the one I was the maid of honor for, and for my wedding, I had everyone get ready really early because... My ceremony was early. It's, I think, like a one o'clock ceremony, and I had a lot of people getting ready. So call time was like 6 a.m. or something, which, you know, it sucked. I know it sucked, and I felt really bad. I told my bridesmaids I felt really bad, but they were troopers, and they signed up for it, so they agreed to it. And my Ashie, God bless her, is known for being late 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 for everything in her life she'll be late to her own funeral i am shocked that she wasn't late to her own wedding um we went to lunch last week and she was an hour late to lunch so that's just everyone kind of forgives her because it's just her thing like we tell her the things start earlier than they do so that we can She's still going to be late, even if we tell her they start earlier than they do, but at least she won't be like two hours late. So anyway, that's Ashy, but it meant the world to me. It brought an actual tear to my eye. She was the first person there on my wedding day. Like she knew how important it was to be there and to be there early and on time. And she was there before her call time. Like I, it means so much to just be considerate to the bride. So that's what I will say. First of all, be on time. Second, 
just bring the good energy and the good vibes because the bride is going to be maybe stressed that day. Like everyone kind of handles the wedding day different because at that point it's like, all right, well, everything is done, could be done. Like even if something goes wrong, it is what it is. Let's just make the best of it. But you should be there as a bridesmaid to really pump the bride up and get her excited and enjoy that morning together. And for both brides and bridesmaids, really have fun with that morning as much as you can because it's such a special time in the day that people don't really talk about. There's so many exciting things when it comes to the wedding day, but you have all these emotions and anticipation before and it really just gives you this feeling of of gratitude for all the people that are around you and came out to celebrate with you. And um, if you can just like dance to some old school bops and, you know, have a little breakfast and you're all like getting your hair and makeup done together. And it's this really cute kind of bonding moment of the day that I uh, broken record of everyone in the world. <laughs> um, the day really does go so fast. So make sure you're just enjoying it and that you're on time and that you are where you need to be, that you're not getting drunk before ceremony or before photos are finished. Like, that's another thing. Just please do not get drunk because you'll look ugly in the pictures. Your eyes are going to be falling off your face. You're going to be acting a fool. Um, Try your best not to sleep with any of the groomsmen. Just kidding, kind of. Yeah, but by the time you get there, day up, as long as you've done your due diligence leading up to the wedding on both sides when it comes to a bride-bridesmaid relationship, that morning is going to go swimmingly. I'm so excited for anyone who has an upcoming wedding to just get a gorgeous playlist on and dance around and get ready with their girlfriends and like be a little nervous and excited and just look forward to that day together because it's such a special time with with people that you love so i think that's that's it for this episode like i said i am going to do another one on expectations for the wedding day without a bridal party and there's a lot i have to say about that too so um we'll get into that for sure but i hope this was helpful to anyone who is a potential bridesmaid or someone who is uh, looking at planning a bridal party or who has a bridal party and, and kind of doesn't know what to do. Hopefully it cleared some things up. As always, I so appreciate you listening. I'm always open to topics. So if there's something that you really want me to touch on, please feel free to reach out to me. Remember to write in. My email is in the show notes. Remember to write in for premarital counseling, which is our advice segment on this show. So you can send any of your wedding queries, qualms, questions, concerns to Adriana at the dash pre dash not um, I love you so much. See you next week. Thank you so much for listening to the episode today. Please like, review, rate, subscribe, follow, whatever the things are. It's really, really helpful. If you do support us, there's something in it for you too. You'll have the opportunity to win a free prenup bridal prep planner. We give one away every month. I have the directions on how to do that below, so make sure you check that out. Thank you again for listening. Happy planning. See you next Wednesday.